For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 209 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart, and no Will this week, as we spoke about last week. What the fuck, Richard? Just me. Uh, yeah, decided to take it solo this week, mainly because I forgot until this morning that this was one of the weeks that Will isn't going to be here. Um, so yeah, just me this week. Sorry, guys. Uh, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. The week Will misses, damn, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, and I uh, I've reached out to a potential guest for not next week, but the week after, when Will is also going to be on vacation. So, uh, hopefully this will be the only solo show I have to do out of the two. Uh, before we get to all that... Remember, guys, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blueharvestpodcast. You can email us at blueharvestpod at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at blueharvestpod. Uh, and we have a Patreon page where we uh, post all kinds of bonus shows. we got a ton of them. Masters of Terrace Cossie with our buddy King Tom. Star Wars Year by Podcast with our buddy Steel Saunders. Uh, we just put up an episode of that last week? Early this week? I can't remember. Uh, almost three hours long. A lot of fun. Um, oh no, it's Hall Solo cooking with Will, Jaws, Blue Harvest Adventures, which has a new episode coming this Monday, episode 15 of that. A very good one. I listened to the final version of that today. Um... Steve versus with the prequels. Got to get that recorded sometime soon. Got to finish up the prequel trilogy with our buddy Steve Cobra. Uh, I feel like I'm missing something. Well, more surprises in the bag nonetheless. Um, you can check that out at patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. And we're part of the Making Star Wars Podcast Network with a whole bunch of other cool, informative, entertaining Star Wars podcasts. You can check them all out at makingstarwars.net 
go under the podcast network tab and they'll all be listed for you right there. Uh, Speaking of one, I'd like to highlight one. If you are a fan of collecting, if you're a fan of toys, if you're a fan of, you know, the 2000s era to the more modern era of Hasbro Star Wars stuff, specifically like the vintage collection and stuff, you have to check out our buddy Steele's latest episode with Daryl DePriest. He used to work for Hasbro and is in the process of crowdfunding a really kick-ass looking book that is a, um, I don't know, like a reference book, a collecting guide to the vintage collection. So yeah, check that out. It was a really good episode. I actually, it came up sort of uh, towards the end of my work day on Wednesday, and I knew how long I had left to work. I knew how long I had to drive home afterwards, and I wanted to finish it. So I did the rare listen to it at two times speed so I could hear it all and not have to like split it up. So couldn't recommend it more. Um, What else is there besides the Patreon? I think that's about it. So like I was saying just a couple minutes ago, not a lack of Star Wars news this week. Um, Quite a bit to talk about. And it seemed like it all kicked off yesterday, Wednesday the 10th of July, and it was funny, leading up to that, I saw a lot of people talking about, like, no Star Wars news, which I totally sympathize with, and talking about needing another Rise of Skywalker trailer already, and, like, I don't know, I guess I just don't get it, like, it seems like they're following the same formula they followed for Force Awakens, Rogue One, and The Last Jedi. Like, I'm pretty sure our next trailer, actual trailer, will be sometime in October. And then so many TV spots to follow after that. So many that you'll just be fucking tired of it. Uh, and just ready to see the movie. Um, no Comic-Con this year. Although it does look like Lucasfilm is going to have some sort of expanded presence at D23 this year. I guess that's where we can kick it off. Not the biggest news, but this was announced today. Uh, For the first time ever at D23 Expo, Lucasfilm will host its own pavilion on the show floor featuring an impressive display showcasing the evolution of Star Wars Stormtroopers. The exhibit will include several of the actual costumes used on screen throughout the iconic movie series. Um, And on Friday, August 23rd at 3.30 p.m. in the Hall D23, guests will get a sneak peek at Jon Favreau's action-packed bounty hunter series, The Mandalorian. So there it is. Mandalorian panel of some sort. Um... Confirmed for D23. Very exciting. I have a feeling we will be getting a, some sort of similar announcement for episode 9. Because, as we discussed the last couple episodes, no Star Wars at Comic-Con this year. As far as like a big panel. No episode 9 panel, it seems. So, <clears throat> it would only make sense that D23 would be where they do that. 
if I had to guess, and I could be completely wrong, probably a behind-the-scenes reel like we got for the other movies. Uh, typically, those were at Comic-Con, I believe. So, yeah, I don't think we'll be getting a trailer there. Um, but, yeah, I just guess I don't understand. Like, I understand. Let me take it back. I understand the fever and wanting a new trailer. I just think it's pretty obvious that they're following the celebration, Comic-Con or D23, you know, like the same sort of steps they did for The Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Last Jedi. Obviously, all of that went out the window for Solo, and we all know how that went. Um, okay, let's talk about the big thing this week. Well, at least I think it's the big thing. Maybe other people won't think it's the big thing. But yesterday, July 10th, they announced, uh, or revealed, I guess is a better term for it, the Sith Trooper from Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, and I've seen opinions, I wouldn't say they're split, but I've seen some people saying they don't like it. I think it's pretty cool looking. Uh, so for people that I guess haven't seen it yet, it is sort of an up-designed First Order Stormtrooper solid red. There's definitely some differences. I'm not like the guy that pops out the magnifying glass and examines the different armor versions and can easily pick out the differences. But, you know, some of them are pretty obvious. The visor and mouthpiece sort of connect in an interesting way. I've seen some people compare that to clone troopers. Um, our good buddy King Tom is who alerted it to alerted me to it rather um, that the Star Wars show was out and that they revealed the new trooper. And he was saying that he saw a lot of elements from other troopers in the armor too. You know, or things that sort of reminded him of that you know, clone troopers. Um, I think he maybe even said, like, there was maybe a little bit of Phasma influence. Um, so, yeah. I really, I think my favorite, um, okay, he says, uh, Death Troopers, Praetorian Guards, like, yeah, there. I think there's, you know, it's sort of a amalgamation of different Star Wars designs combined into what I think is a pretty sharp looking trooper. Um, probably my favorite feature is there's like these, I don't know if you'd call them striations or sort of like texturing, striping on the armor that gives it just a little bit more texture, a little more definition than sort of just the flat, non-defined nature of especially the First Order troopers. I really dig that about this trooper. Um, and we were wondering, I think it was uh, when we had our buddy Chris on a couple of weeks ago. We were sort of wondering like where there'll be a big surprise announcement of a last minute like Hasbro exclusive for Comic-Con. They did that for The Last Jedi and it definitely seems, well, obviously they did that for this. And this is, this is the trooper. This, the, the Sith Trooper is the surprise Hasbro exclusive that's sort of rounding out the sequel trilogy of Hasbro exclusives because in 2015 they did the First Order Trooper 
in 2017. They did the Luke and Ray two pack, and now they're doing the Sith Trooper. And the packaging looks cool. The accessories look cool. Uh, and it seems like a really cool way, like to sort of round out the exclusives for this trilogy, I feel. Um, especially when you look at like regular First Order Trooper to Sith Trooper, like it's a pretty cool jump. <clears throat> but the big question is why the hell are they called the Sith Trooper? That's the one that's really getting everybody talking. Like, besides, you know, Kylo saying, like, uh, you know, cast aside the, or, you know, let the past die, the Jedi, the Sith. Not great at Kylo quotes, apparently. Um, not a whole lot of Sith action in the sequel trilogy. So what would lead these guys to be called Sith Troopers? And to me, it's 100% obvious. Like, who do we know? Who was the big surprise at Celebration that's, got, that, that's playing some sort of role in Episode Nine? Palpatine. What is Palpatine? A Sith. Like, these two things have to be connected, right? Like, am I making conclusions or connections that don't necessarily need to be there? I don't think so. Are these dudes going to be like some sort of army loyal to Palpatine? Have they just been chilling outside of the uh, the known galaxy, hiding and waiting until Palpatine comes back or something? I don't know. Um, I've also seen people, this is not an original thought by me, by any means, I've seen several people bring this up as there seems to be sort of this, I don't know if it's something that like people are dying for, but it's sort of something that people have theorized is that in episode nine, we could see sort of a stormtrooper revolt against the first order, um, you know, sort of inspired by Finn and what happened to him. And like, yeah, that that would be cool, but how would you tell the difference between the good stormtroopers and the bad stormtroopers? Well, what if you make the really bad stormtroopers red stormtroopers? Well, then that makes it a little easier to tell, right? I don't know if that would be the case or the reason for doing that, but I could see it, I guess. It's something that I've heard people theorize and talk about for a couple of years now, so... It would be interesting to see if they do go that direction. And, you know, there's been people that have <coughs> sort of, you know, figured that out long beforehand. Um, but, yeah, Sith Troopers. I Like, to me, it has to be Palpatine-related. Unless, uh, unless Kylo considers him a, himself a Sith... By the time episode nine starts, but then does that sort of contradict the whole thing about like getting rid of the Sith and the Jedi, the the speech he gives to Rey in the throne room? Or was that just like Dark Sider manipulation to try and get him to join? I don't know. It does seem like the dude really doesn't want anything to do with the Jedi or the Sith. So then would it be a little weird if he's like rolling around being like, I'm a Sith and these are my Sith troopers, y'all. What's up? Look at their red armor. Um, yeah, 
funny how just dropping that that term Seth in front of these troopers has really gotten everybody fired up and wondering. Um, they announced a, a few other uh, Sith Trooper Comic-Con exclusives. The coolest one, the big one, for me at least, the Hasbro um, Black Series. The They did a Funko Pop that they're doing. Looks pretty cool. I think they have some sort of Lego product um, and one of those geeky tiki mugs or whatever they're called. Um, and maybe a couple of other things, like maybe a standee or something, but yeah, neat to see. Now, you know, if you're, if you're seeing this and you're like, oh man, I can't get my hands on one, you know, more than likely they will go up on the Hasbro website sometime after Comic-Con, you know, that is dicey though. It's not always guaranteed that you'll be able to get one through that, um, process. And like I said, I think... You need to be a Hasbro Pulse member to even participate in those now. And, you know, that comes with like a, a yearly fee as well. Um, but if, if you just want it because of the figure, if you're not interested in the special packaging and stuff like that, the, this figure will be guaranteed part of the first wave on Force Friday in October. So if if you just like the design and you want the figure and you don't care about the exclusive packaging or the extra guns or anything like that, you'll, you know, obviously you'll still be able to get a hold of it. So, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm very excited about the Sith Trooper, uh, mainly because of the name. I'm not going to lie. The name gets me way more excited than just the design, even though I do think the design is cool. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. We'll see how much screen time those jokers have. If they do anything cool. Is Matt Smith one of those dudes? I don't think so. I don't think he's one of those dudes. Um, the other thing I think is pretty interesting about the whole Sith Trooper thing is I don't know how much we talked about it uh, a few months ago. Like seemingly, I think right before Celebration, there was like a promo poster leaked not an official like theatrical poster but like you know one of the kind of posters you could go buy at like target or something um was leaked and a lot of people were like shitting on it saying it was fake and since that time just one thing after another has been confirmed we got Claude the giant worm from the rise of Skywalker on there Zori, Carrie Russell's character looking exactly the same as she did in the uh, Empire, Vanity Fair, Empire, Vanity Fair, whatever, Vanity Fair, right? It's been a long day, guys, and I don't have Will here, anybody here to be like, no, I, I think you're right about that or wrong. Um, <clears throat> and and the big thing was like. A bunch of these red trooper guys at the bottom of the poster. Uh, and now we've got just more confirmation on that. So yeah, it looks like that that poster was right on the money. Um, makes me wonder, like, new... Seems to be a lot of newer design things being introduced in episode 9. Which is cool. Um, 
but is it kind of late in the, I don't know, like Sith Troopers getting a, a real look at the Knights of Ren, not just a rainy, blurry shot in a flashback type deal. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm just talking out of my ass on this. Oh, I think there was like a new TIE fighter as well in that imagery. So, yeah, it looks like we're going to have some cool new stuff to look at in this one. Um, but, I don't know. We'll see where this goes. We'll see where this whole Sith thing goes as far as their name. I mean, to me, like, Palpatine is, is the connection to that. Like, it's... It's one of those, the easiest, simplest explanation is probably the most correct explanation or whatever. So, yeah, fucking Palpatine the Sith is back. Now we got Sith Troopers. Don't think that's an, a coincidence. All right, so what else happened this week? Uh, there was another big announcement today uh, regarding Rise of the Resistance at the uh, Disney Parks. So, as I'm sure everybody knows by now, uh, Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, you know, is open and running now. There's only one ride operational, and that's the Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride. Um, and, you know, the second ride, the Rise of the Resistance, was announced, but they wanted to get the park open, so they decided to do it in phases, and it was going to open with just the Falcon ride, and... They were saying the Rise of the Resistance was going to open sometime later this year, before the end of the year. And they got pretty close to that target, actually. So they announced today that at Walt Disney World in Florida, Rise of the Resistance will be opening, opening December 5th. And um, at Disneyland in California, it'll be opening on January 17th. So not that far apart. Definitely not as far apart as the opening of Galaxy's Edge in California versus the opening of Galaxy's Edge uh, in Florida, which still isn't open. I think that's going to be opening next month, I believe. So, and from all accounts, it sounds like this is going to be a really crazy ride. Like, the two articles I read about it today just sort of reaffirm that it's very um, detailed. Like, there's footage featuring, I believe, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. Oscar Meyer. And um, I think that's it. That they recorded new footage for the ride. And been talks of, like, you know, all kinds of animatronic stuff going on. And giant life-size ATATs, so yeah that sounds pretty cool um so i don't really know what else to say about that haven't had a chance to go to galaxy's edge yet obviously hoping hoping to maybe sometime this fall we'll see how it goes but regardless it's cool to see that the the new ride has an opening date and then that'll sort of be like the complete galaxy's edge experience. And then that way when everybody shows up in Anaheim next year for star Wars celebration, then if you want to go to galaxy's edge and really fight the star Wars crowds, I imagine, then 
you'll at least be able to get the full experience if you put the time in, I guess. Uh, all right, what else? So, um, this comes from Discussing Film. This is another thing that uh, our good buddy King Tom sort of clued me in on that happened today. So, apparently, director Rick Famayua, who we've discussed uh, as being one of the directors that's heading up The Mandalorian's first season, is looking like he's going to also be involved in the Cassian Andor series. Um, and this is sort of, you know, a brief rundown of what they say. Uh, we have learned that Rick Famuyiwa is in early talks to direct an undisclosed amount of episodes for the upcoming Disney Plus Cassian Andor series. Uh, Diego Luna and Alan Tudyk will replies, reprise the respective roles of Cassian and K2SO. And Stephen Schiff is attached as the showrunner for the Rogue One prequel. Rick Famuyiwa is known for directing Our Family Wedding and Dope. He is expected to direct Passing Midnight for Netflix and the Russo Brothers, which will star Keanu Reeves as a superhero. That sounds cool. Um, and it says the Cassian Andor series is aiming to begin filming on October 7th in Los Angeles. So, not just what right at three months away before they start filming the next star wars live action show that is awesome um so yeah looks like they're you know establishing relationships with these creatives that are working on this and bringing him over i wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe another one of the directors from the mandalorian come over i'm don't know if Dave Filoni would be involved because he seems pretty tied in with the whole Mandalorian thing with him and John Favreau, but I guess he could. But it'll be interested to see if they bring any of the other uh, directors over to help out with the new series. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we got one more thing to talk about, and I gotta be completely honest. At a certain point this week. I was afraid that this was going to be the only Star Wars news to talk about. Um, so, uh, this one's interesting and maybe a little unexpected, right? Like one of those things, one of those headlines that you don't exactly um, expect to see scrolling on Twitter. But apparently, Kanye West is in the process of developing star wars themed housing for like low-income families and homeless people uh, and this all comes from a profile that they did on him in forbes magazine i believe i think the online version went up and it's going to be in print in august but um yeah apparently uh i didn't realize this apparently kanye west is a star wars fan at least to the extent that he's like use Star Wars references in some of his songs and stuff. And, uh, yeah, apparently he is in the process of prototyping, not by himself. He's not out there building this shit by himself. He's got, like, designers and architects stuff and stuff working with him. But um, designing housing that's inspired by, like, the Lars Homestead and shit and Star Wars. And not only that, apparently... He took the writer of this article out to the woods in California and showed him what they've done so far. And 
the guy described them as looking like something out of Star Wars. So, that is definitely, that is absolutely a headline and a topic. I just, like, I would have never imagined this would be something I'm talking about, especially here by myself. Um, not super knowledgeable about Kanye besides, like, the big things that make, you know, the everyday news that you read about and stuff. Um, but, look, man, I think the idea is cool. I mean, take away the, um, the charitable side of it, just the idea of, yeah, like, making Star Wars themed housing is cool, but then you add in the fact that he's doing this to try to find a way to help low income families or homeless people and stuff. I'm like, yeah, good on you, dude. Like do something awesome with your money. You know, like that's always nice to see someone that's inordinately wealthy. I imagine being able to take some of that money and then turn it around and do something good with it. So good on you, Kanye. I wonder if you liked The Last Jedi. I'd, I'd be interested to know. I wonder if you get a straight answer out of him. I don't know. I don't know the dude. Don't know much about him. But yeah, that pretty much is the uh, the news for this week. Wow, I flew through that. I did not realize how quickly I went through that. We don't have someone to sit here uh, and just bounce shit off of. It goes by real quick. I guess unless you're just the type of dude that I don't know, wants to repeat yourself all the time, or like, could I just have said Sith Trooper a whole bunch, or talked about problems I had with Attack of the Clones for the 80th time, I don't know man, how do you stretch these solo things out longer? I figured I could have gotten a little more time out of the Sith Trooper thing. Um, Alright, well then, since that is the case... We're going to go on to emails and voice messages, and you guys really came through this week. That's what I like. I like when, um, I like hearing from you guys, definitely. I mean, no, you know, I, w- I would hope that's obvious by now, but what I really like is when, like, some big news comes out, and then it's boom, 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 emails and shit, and some of these came, well, before the Sith Trooper stuff, I think, so, um... But enough of me fucking babbling. Let's listen to our buddy Steve sing us a tune. A tune? Kia D. Kia D. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a thick Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead. So stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be plumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. Cockhead! 
aggressively toss the salad. What the fuck, Richard? This is gonna rule so hard. What the fuck? That sound, that sound clip sounds all fucked up. This is gonna rule so hard. Oh, I see. The setting got all fucked up. Oh, that's funny. I didn't realize you could do that on this thing. This is gonna rule so hard. Oh, there we go. All right. Let's see who we got up first. Uh, it's our buddy King Tom, the king of all Toms. Let's see if he's got any crazy predictions for us that'll turn true in like a week or two. Hey there, Hoss and Will. Once again, I'm coming to you live from what I like to consider the wilderness of Ohio or my backyard. I have a question about something I saw, or two things I saw in the news earlier this week. I guess Respawn, or whatever company decides these things on Jedi Fallen Order, they were in the news because first they said that they had decided against making the protagonist of Fallen Order an alien. And then in a separate news item, they said at one point they considered making the main character a female character, but decided against it because of Rey, which to me really doesn't make much sense. And, and I wanted to see how you were with this, how you guys were with this decision, because it, it, it makes me, a, I don't want to say I'm less likely to play Fallen Order, because I'll still get it when it comes out, and I'll still play it, and I'm sure I'll still enjoy it. But that's not what I want you know of, of the reasoning behind the main character of a video game I think I had a lot of fun you know was it 15 18 years ago when that one Jedi Academy came out and you could choose not only the species of your character but whether it was you know a, a male or female character and there are other games um, like the Elder Scrolls games where you get to customize your character there's that one um, Grand Theft Auto ripoff where it, it, it takes place in, you know, in different cities, and, and in the last one, your character had damn-ass superpowers. And you can customize your character to your heart's content in that game. And is that really too much to ask for Star Wars? The only thing I could see holding it up is that they want some of these, you know, bigger storyline pieces to be canon. Which, I guess I can understand. They did a great job with Battlefront 2. But at the same time, allowing your character to choose things more than just outfits, but what their character looks like, it, it, it's something that I like in video games these days. And, and I'd rather see something like that than just be, you know, be stuck with a guy who looks, you know, like, like some pretty boy you'd see on a CW show. But that's just me. Anyway, that, that's what's on my mind this week. I hope you two are doing well. Thank you for the great podcast, and I will talk with you later. Uh, yeah, fucking stupid quotes from a video game developer. Yeah, I saw those quotes, <clears throat> and I was pretty disappointed. The alien thing, I mean, if they want to say because they think people will connect with the character better if it's a human, whatever, that's... A way you can think I just I don't think that's the case like think regardless of the species that you're playing like if you're playing a Twi'lek or a Keldor or a Natolan or a fucking Syrian guys a Syrian um, I think you can still connect with any type of character if the writing's solid like 
I think that's more important than the type of character you play. And then the the thing about making the main character a male protagonist because of Ray just didn't make much sense to me. It just seemed like silly talk. I don't know, man. It's it's stupid. Once again, I have no problem connecting to a female vet- ver- female video game character any more than I do a male video game character. I can still get as engrossed in the story um, regardless of whether they're male or female, if the writing's good. So, like, yeah, I just thought that was a goofy stance to take on it. Um, As far as what you're talking about is the character creator and stuff goes, I do think that would be really cool, and I do think at some point in Star Wars video gaming we will get something like that, but I think the scope of the game and the story will have to be something different than we got out of like the Battlefront campaign or the Jedi Fallen Order campaign because like you said it all has to it all comes down to it being canon right like i remember back in the day when the uh Knights of the Old Republic games were kicking around um i believe BioWare's official stance was like you know in the knights of the old republic games you could make different decisions you could go jedi or sith you could be a man or a lady you could be all this kind of stuff right and you could make some um decisions throughout the game that would alter the story in slight ways not in huge major ways uh the biggest obviously was whether you went jedi or sith and whether you chose like the good guy ending or the bad guy ending um but to make a sequel to that and to have some sort of canon mythology in the Knights of the Old Republic timeline, Bioware had to establish that canonically the ending of the first um, Knights of the Old Republic was that your character was a guy and that he chose the light side path. And then I believe canonically the Jedi outcast, the character from the second one, was a female. Um, so I just... You know, I think that would be what's holding them back as far as, like, I don't know. Like, in some regards, I love that they're making it all canon and that, you know, the story of Jedi Fallen Order takes place in the same universe as all the movies and the animated stuff. I like that it's giving it that weight to the story, but in some regards, you kind of feel like maybe especially for a video game. I think video games are like an exception to the rule in this regard where like if you make it not canon, doesn't that allow you to do some more interesting stuff and maybe like break some Star Wars conventions in the interest of making it a entertaining video game and giving players more choice and agency with their character? Um, I don't know. Something to think about. I do like in Jedi Academy where you could choose different alien species and stuff for your Jedi. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And I do think there's a way. You know, now that I think about it, I do think there is a way um, where you could allow that kind of character customization and creation uh, to, to be present and not affect canon in some sort of way 
or be able to work it in within the canon. Um, honestly, you may have to have some sort of story that is not as centrally tied to some of the bigger plot points of the original trilogy or the sequel trilogy. Like, you know, you have the main character Jedi of Jedi Fallen Order running into um, Saul Guerrera and things like that. So, like, to not muddy the waters as far as canon goes and not have people asking like, Oh, what's the canon species for the character and for Cal in Jedi fallen order, you know, have those questions come out. I guess that's why you kind of establish it that way. Um, but yeah, I do think we'll see something like that in star Wars video games because it's, it's a feature people enjoy. Anytime you can give people more, control over their video game creations and, and allow them to really create the character you like. I think you do get into a situation where people connect with that game. I don't know if, if they connect better, but it's an, it's a different way. Like I know like in an RPG or something like that, where I create my own character, like I feel like it is more, um, representative of me in that video game universe than playing a predefined character. Although I enjoy both. So I think you could have both in star Wars. We'll see. But yeah, the, that Ray stuff was dumb. I don't know why you would say that, why that would even be a thing. Uh, it's disappointing and dumb. All right. Next up, we've got a voicemail from our buddy Rick. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey, how's and Will? It's uh, it's Rick in Chicago, and uh, just got a couple of thoughts about your episode last week, uh, two hundred seven, I think it was, with Chris Fresh. <clears throat> you guys were talking about uh, character development and where things could end up for Ray and Kylo and the idea came up that you guys couldn't see them both not surviving to the end of um, the rise of Skywalker and if I got to be honest with you that's a thought that I've carried for probably the better part of a year now and I haven't really vocalized it because it doesn't really seem plausible but it's just one I couldn't shake that the idea that one or both of them sacrifices themselves to, you know, carry on a legacy or I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to work out the particulars because again, like you guys said, I can't really see Disney doing that, even though we saw that basically in Rogue One where all the good guys die, but there's an underlying message of hope. It seems like these are, these new move. this sequel trilogy is, is trying to carry on the idea of legacy. Um, but you know, there's a part of me that that can see it happening. I just I don't really know how, if uh, you know, Ben's redeemed or you know she finds a way to take them both out. I don't know. Uh, ultimately, I think I see you know a scene with Leia maybe giving Ray the name of Skywalker, like you know you've always been a Skywalker or you know, since she learned so much from Luke that, you know, she's like a surrogate Skywalker now and that's how the name comes along and it 
ushers in this new era of force wielders or I don't know. I don't know. It was just a thought. But again, you know, the only person that I have to really talk Star Wars with here is my son. He's nine. And, you know, we bounce ideas off each other and they're crazy because he's nine. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, it's just when you guys said it, I was like, oh, my God, somebody else kind of thinks the same way. But, yeah, I, it, it's something that I have a hard time, you know, coming to grips with, uh, that you know, seeing how they can do it. But it, it, it's just something that I can't shake. So it wouldn't surprise me if it happened. Um, I got a, a second kind of thought for you guys. We're coming in really close to The Mandalorian, and we haven't really seen any promo stuff. You know, any, you know, the, the official trailer hasn't been um, released. You know, for those of us at Celebration, we were lucky enough to see some stuff there, but that stuff hasn't officially been put out for the public. And, you know, we're only a few months out from this show debuting. Um, I was just wondering if you guys are going back and doing any rewatches of you know, say Clone Wars or Rebels, uh, those episodes with uh, with Mandalorians in them, just to kind of get like refreshers or recaps for what we know of, of Mandalorian lore and, and, and culture. So either way, interested to hear what you guys have to say. Thanks for listening uh, to my little rant. Uh, love you both. May the force be with you. Yeah. Um, I still don't know about the whole Ray dying thing i would be so bummed because you know i know they're saying that that's this is the end of this sequel trilogy but i still want the ability to cling on to hope that we will see more adventures of ray and company sometime in the future Uh, so personally i don't want that to be the case and like you were saying i just i feel like from the beginning I felt this way, like she's who's going to carry on sort of the Jedi Order or whatever, you know, once this trilogy is finished. Um, And I'm with you, uh, Rick. I do kind of feel like that it is a very good possibility that Rey will, by the end of Episode Nine, and I've said this one for a while too, have the name of Skywalker, but more in a adopted sense than like a blood relation sense, which I don't think makes it any less valid. Um, so, um, now as far as the Mandalorian goes, I, I mean, I do think it is a little odd that we haven't gotten any Mandalorian marketing for the general public yet. You know, that, that celebration stuff wasn't released and yeah, bootlegs of it are all over YouTube, but I would feel like eventually you want people to see the clean version of that footage. Um, I have a feeling that's going to kick off with Disney, with D23, because I also feel like they haven't talked a ton about other uh, Disney Plus offerings that are going to be available. So I kind of feel like, you know, August, we're less, you know, August 23rd, we're less than two months out from Disney Plus launching. I think it's going to kind of kick into high gear then. And then we'll just get stuff here and there leading up to November 15th. As far as a rewatch goes, I'm not doing that, but that is a killer idea. And I think I will do that. Watch all the Mandalorian arcs of the Clone Wars and then rewatch some of the Mandalorian-centric stuff in Rebels. I think that's a real good idea, especially with Dave Filoni's involvement in the Mandalorian. I think that's solid. So thanks for the idea, buddy. 
I might start doing that tomorrow while I'm working. All right. So we got three more voicemails and one more email. And our next voicemail is from our buddy Jim. Hey, Halls and Will. Um, I had a couple things. Uh, something that's really got me excited is just an idea of uh, what if they stop doing the Clone Wars after this and the same crew, the same people uh, took over um, like the last Academy and it would be Luke trying to cha- train his Jedi and seeing Kylo slowly go bad. Um, I think that that would just be awesome. Exact Clone Wars format. Um, but I wondered uh, some of the things that um, have been said over the la- you know over the movies is uh, Darth Maul said at last we'll have our revenge. Um, you know what revenge for what? And once more the Sith will rule the galaxy. Uh, when did they rule it before? I'd love. Would you? I, do you think they could do a whole trilogy? around dark, you know, Jedi or Sith. Um, a whole trilogy were there, the main people followed. I think it'd be neat. And the other question I had for you was if they set a trilogy about uh, 500 generations ago back in the day and uh, they had a master and apprentice that they were following around, who do you think would, what actors today would, be a good master and apprentice. Um, who do you got up for the world? But I guess that is it for me. Um, you gentlemen have an excellent evening and ignite the green. Okay. Um, I don't know how likely it is to happen, but I know that idea of a animated show covering Luke post return of the Jedi with Kylo and like, you know, whatever happened with them and Luke's other students and all that sort of leading up to Kylo's turn to the dark side. I know that's something people are way into the idea of, and I would watch the hell out of that. I have to feel that eventually that time period will be covered. And I think they'll do something besides do it in a book or a comic or a video game. Not that I discount any of those forms of media for Star Wars. I just think that's one of the major untold elements or parts of history of Star Wars that seems like it's like prime time material for some sort of on-screen depiction. So I think we'll see it eventually. Um, what was the second question? Would I watch... <sighs> The question is, so like when you talk about um, at last we will have our revenge, like is it still part of canon? I'm not sure that the basically the Jedi exiled the Sith. I think it has to be. Like when Darth Bane, like so there was all these Sith and then they started fighting and killing each other and Darth Bane enacted the rule of two to keep that from happening so there'd only ever be a master and apprentice so yeah i think the the sith just have a grudge against the jedi because i think the jedi sort of ed- exiled them from the galaxy or some shit like that i think that's the case um i don't could a whole movie or trilogy 
specifically focus on a Sith. Like it's kind of, I don't know about anybody else, but it's kind of hard to imagine a full movie focused on the bad guys. Like to me, if they're going to explore any of that area of Star Wars, it will be, you know, like the Star Wars sagas are like a, a a mix of what's going on with both sides, the Jedi and the Sith, the Republic and whoever opposes the Republic and that kind of stuff. Um, now this is something I'm awful at as fucking fan casting. If they were going to do a movie set long before empires or not empire strikes back before that, but long before the Phantom menace, who would I like to see play like a Jedi master and apprentice type characters? I don't know, man. That's a tough one. Cause I'm awful at this stuff. I know people that are in star Wars and like a handful of other properties. Um, I've always thought Terry O'Quinn would play a cool star Wars character. Could be kind of neat to see him be a, um, like a Jedi master training a Padawan, you know, an older guy, um, bringing some of that John Locke vibe to it. I could see that being pretty cool. As far as the apprentice goes, I don't know, man. I got no clue. Millie Bobby Brown. I don't know. I think she, uh, word on the street as of today is she might be involved in a a Marvel movie coming up. So I don't know. I don't know, man. It'll be interesting to see what direction we're headed after this December as far as movies and stuff goes. And then we're going to be, it's, it's one of the, um, times pre the force awakens that like I have some memory of, but not as much as like the big stuff that came afterwards. But I remember when like casting rumors were starting to come out about the force awakens and like you had the ones that were more credible. Like I'm pretty sure I remember reading about John Boyega before. And then, you know, there were ones that turned out to be, true that they were in the running or in talks but it didn't pan out like um the guy that plays i think the character's name is todd in um breaking bad he may have even been up for the thin role if i remember correctly but yeah we're gonna have all that kicking into high gear again with this new star wars trilogy that's coming so that'll be interesting i wonder if there's gonna be anybody you got to imagine that there will be an element of unknown actors or lesser known actors. Plus you're going to have to have like, um, I guess you don't have to, but it's pretty much the star Wars formula. It's you also have some established actors or an actor, an established actor in a fairly big role. So be interesting to see. Um, I wonder how soon we can expect that. Probably not for a little while. Because that first movie's not coming out till 2022, right? I think that's right. Um, so yeah. It'll be a little while before that starts coming up. But that'll be the first stuff we really start hearing. I would imagine. Unless maybe some small tidbit bits about the story or the setting. Or things like that come out. Alright. Next up we have a voicemail from... 
Utah Dougie. It's not as fun when it's just me. Haas and Will, real quick question for you this week. With Palpatine possibly being back in episode nine, how much do you want him to be back 100% full, full Palpatine, full crazy? Um, I'm in the camp. If you're going to do it, might as well go in 100%. You know, he's probably not the first uh, Sith to survive falling down a shaft. You know, Darth Maul, and then there's probably others. Luke survived, so it seems like a survivable thing. Um, I was re-watching Return of the Jedi. It seems like if he was down there and maybe had some help from some of his acolytes that he could have made it to a ship on time to escape. Just like Luke did have time to drag Vader on. So uh, let me know what do you think. How much are you going to go in on this Palpatine? 100% or um, Force Ghost? Once again, I, I'd like to see him dive in and go 100%. Alright, take care buddies. Bye. So, I... <clears throat> I'm not sure how they're going to do Palpatine in this movie. I don't think we're going to get a lot of Palpatine screen time. I don't think he's going to be like all over the movie. <clears throat> I think it'll be um, impactful when they do use him. And if I had to guess, it's probably going to be more towards the back end of the movie. I definitely don't think it's going to be a scenario where Palpatine just straight up survived and escaped on a ship. I think it's more likely that there was some dark side shenanigans up and either like he's a disembodied spirit, not really so much as a, a force ghost, as more as like a malevolent presence. Oscar Meyer. Um, and <laughs> we had Jason ward from making star wars on rogue one this week and he brought up something that i thought was pretty interesting that i never thought about um you know when palpatine falls down the shaft and then like that burst of energy comes up the shaft right shaft 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 aggressively toss the salad um it hits vader right in the helmet you know and it does like that sort of um translucent deal where you kind of see his skull for a brief second and stuff like, obviously, that was originally intended to just be um, the Emperor dying. But what if, in Episode Nine they say that was like, I don't know, is this too goofy? But what, what if that's Palpatine attaching part of his spirit to Darth Vader? Specifically the helmet. Is that why Vader's helmet showed Kylo the dark side? Like, we've all assumed that was Snoke manipulating kylo but what if that was actually the emperor all along and then like is the emperor trying to use kylo as a new host body is that his ultimate goal i don't know i just don't know i think it will be somewhere in between like my ideas of the two extremes of palpatine in episode nine are um it's one scene He's like a hologram or a pre-recorded message. And the other extreme is he's just been alive this whole time and he's going to be all over the movie. 
I think it's going to fall somewhere in the middle of that. Like he's not going to be just a hologram and he's not going to just be kicking around flesh and blood. So we'll see how that turns out. But that's kind of what I'm leaning towards right now as far as my thoughts on what old Palpatine is going to be up to. Oh, she Palpatine, man. All right. We got a voicemail from our buddy Anthony, the rural farm boy. How do Blue Harvest Moisture Farmer friends? It's Rural Farm Boy. Anyways, today at work, I was given my playlist to listen. And I took a step or two into that Twitterverse for a, a minute. And I seen and read a couple of our friends, namely Eric Struthers and Jeff Fishbach, says their work getting in the way of their listening of Star Wars podcasts. So then I come home from work and put me to wondering, because I know some of the folks in my playlist listens to a greatly many podcasts, like Steel Saunders, maybe some Jason Ward, but I know Hawes does too. So Hawes, I'm going to go and ask you, what's your podcast playlist look like? Who are you listening to? Because that put me to wonder. Because I listen to greatly many. And I put up in that Twitterverse who all I'm listening to. And maybe sometimes what I'm listening to them. But, well it ain't about me. But I'm just wondering, pause. Who all you listening to? And call them out. Because they'll be grateful, grateful for. Just wondering. So, I'll see you in my kitchen on my radio on Saturday morning. May the force be with you. Oh, look. Love you all. Listen to this. See you on the radio. Anthony's throwing the podcast listening playlist gauntlet down. Um, so, I actually have quite a bit of time to listen to podcasts. Uh, not just at work, but driving to and from work. I do a lot of driving for work. So I managed to get quite a few in. I only listen to podcasts Monday, Wednesday, or Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I work from home on Thursday and Fridays. Um, so in those three days, I can get a lot in. Now, I'll be honest, as far as Star Wars podcasts go, I usually try to listen to them about a week behind if I can, um, just because I like to go in and cover topics with Will whenever possible as like fresh as possible with like my own opinions and thoughts and stuff. And then what I like to do is go back and listen to everybody else and see like, Oh, that was a really good thought. Like I didn't even consider that. Um, and part of, part of that is like, I'm, I would never want to hear someone's idea and be like oh that's a really good idea and then four days later I throw it on the podcast like it's 100% for me not even on purpose but just because it's been rolling around in my head and I can't even remember exactly where I heard it from but uh let me go ahead and pull up the old and on another note I listen to a fair amount of like not Star Wars related podcasts too so like you know, not everything on my playlist. So this is just, let me scroll through these. Um, we got the Completely Unnecessary podcast. That is a 
video game podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. I listened to that based on um, their guest, the Geek Dudes, our buddies Chris, Jonesy, and Mitch. Uh, Grayscale, which is the podcast our buddy Evan does. I think it's on a little bit of a hiatus. They need to get back to that. Uh, the H3 podcast, HG101, top 47,858 games of all time. That's our good buddy, Robbo. Um, now this is podcasting, um, Retronauts, Rogue Rebels podcast, uh, Smodcast, Star Wars 7x7, Star Wars Spelt Out, Steel Wars, Team Jack, Tell Em Steve Dave, The Bad Motivators, the Bucketheads, the Canto Bite Dispatch, the Sith List, the Unexplained Podcast, What the Fuck with Mark Marin. That, once again, depending on the guest, you're creepy. Uh, your mom's... Ha- this isn't even all my podcasts, though. What list is this? Is this just unlistened to episodes? Because I also listen to, like... It's weird. Why is it not showing up? Like Scavenger's Horde? And who talks first? I both I have both of those on here. It's weird that they're not showing up under library. But they're showing up under like my listen now. You know what I'm deathly afraid of? I'm deathly afraid of that I'm slowly but surely becoming one of those dudes that's not great at um figuring out changes to technology like no offense to like my mom and my dad but they're not great like you know my mom got an ipad one year and like it took me three hours to teach her how to use it and like she's had an iphone like they're virtually the same i am deathly afraid of becoming like a cranky old dude that can't figure out like i'm getting frustrated by my damn itunes podcast app like i've got that geek pod on here as well um so yeah why is this not showing everything i know there's definitely some missing like not even just star wars podcasts there's some other like serial wasn't on that list and i always listen to that when they have a new season weird that is something i'm gonna have to figure out Like, am I missing delicious Star Wars and non-Star Wars related podcasting? Like, Smodcast? Did I mention that? That didn't show up either. You've created a goddamn mystery, Anthony, and now I have to figure it out. And it's going to bug me. And now I'm going to be like, oh, shit, I didn't say this podcast. Because I didn't see it on that stupid list I was looking at. I'm going to feel like a dickhead. Like, where was Hall and, Hall and Snokes on there? I know they haven't done one in a while. But still, that would be on my list. Hmm. I'll be damned. Well, I guess that's some of my list there, buddy. Um, alrighty. <clears throat> that's gonna bug me. Now I gotta fucking figure that out. All right, we got one email before I uh, lose my mind about this. It's from our buddy Colton. Howdy, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. I'm writing in this week to ask y'all's opinion on Lucasfilm's marketing tactics, specifically in regards to The Mandalorian. 
I really want to be excited about this show, but with no footage officially dropped and nothing but the words of Star Wars Celebration Chicago attendees to go on, it's been hard to care all that much that it's coming. I'm not sure if either of you have marketing expertise slash background, but I he- love to hear a few reasons to be excited and maybe a theory as to what's going through the minds of Lucasfilm's marketing team. Hope y'all have a great couple of weeks and thanks for the great podcast. Also, if y'all have seen Far From Home, I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Unfortunately, I haven't seen that yet. But Jesse and I have some plans for dinner and a movie this weekend. So hopefully we can make that happen and I can uh, report back what I think of old Spidey Man. I don't really know um, what the the reasoning is behind any kind of marketing decision. I am the furthest from some sort of marketing person with marketing background or expertise. If I had to guess, it's because it's part of Disney Plus and there's a whole scheduled rollout of hype for Disney Plus uh, for when it launches. Um, and, you know, we got the word about D23 today. I have a feeling that that stuff will probably be public. Because you have to at some point. You know, I do think it is weird that they there hasn't been anything publicly released besides, you know, some images and stuff. But as far as the actual footage or even the trailer that they showed at Celebration. Which, you know, you can watch bootlegs of, but it's n- not the same as seeing it in, like, nice quality. Um, as far as something to be excited about, Star Wars live action TV. The thing I've always wondered about and wondered what it would be like and wanted, but like cautiously wanted because I didn't know how well they would be able to pull off like putting me into the Star Wars universe on a TV budget. Um, and when you think about it, like we're basically getting starting in November an eight hour Star Wars movie split up an hour long or 50 minute long chunks for eight weeks that's exciting um you know be excited about john favreau he does cool stuff be excited about dave filoni be excited about you know some diversity in the cast and uh and directors and creatives behind it like i think there's a lot to be excited about it's just odd that they haven't started the excitement train for that show but i feel like we don't have much longer to wait um i guess there's no saying that something couldn't come out before d23 but with them announcing that um, presentation on august 23rd i kind of think that's going to be it and then like i said you know a, a nice little stream of promotional content between august and november and during that time, there's also going to be episode nine stuff. And we have uh, tri- Triple Force Friday in October where, you know, Mandalorian merchandise will be coming out alongside the Rise of Skywalker and Jedi Fallen merchandise. So, <clears throat> I mean, regardless, like if if it was reversed, if Cassian, the Cassian Andor series was up first and Mandalorian was second, if Mandalorian was going to be for next year... I'd still be excited about the prospect of our first Star Wars live action show. 
So I think that's the main thing to get excited about is like we're finally getting serialized like TV Star Wars content. Granted, we're going to have to pay for a Disney app, but it's going to be fucking sweet, I bet. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for me. Um, thanks to you guys, the emails and voicemail second segment, we got like a decently linked episode out of this. So thanks for sticking around if you made it all the way through. And uh, next week, Will will be back. And the week after that, we're going to have a special guest. If I can get it all lined up. Um, uh, in the meantime, if you like the band that provided the music for our theme song, uh, you should check them out. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And leave us a uh, five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't already and you have a couple minutes to do so. Uh, and otherwise, we'll catch you next week. This has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. May the force be with you. May the force be with us.